Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jabo, everyone, and thank you once again for tuning in to Radio Harambe, the companion podcast to our website, jamboeveryone.com. I am Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios, and joining me from somewhere in the world, not in studio today, it's Safari Mike. Mike, you're back out on the road. Yes, Dave, I am in Rano Mafana National Park. What is it? Rano Mafana. Spell the last part, the Mafana part. M A F A N A. That's got to be Africa. Okay. Uh, so it's a big gonna, place, though, Dave. You're going to ask me where in Africa. A little bit more specific. South Africa. No, I would know it if it was South Africa. I'm going to, because I, I would. I would know it if it was South Africa. So Botswana. No, Dave, we're in Madagascar. Hey, that's not far off. That's just it's the, not terribly far. That's not that's terribly far. far. Now, you could, you could probably take a ferry there. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we're studying the golden bamboo lemur, which, of course... Loves giant bamboo. They are highly endangered, uh, mostly from timber and rice cultivation. All their old lands have just been turned into farms and whatnot. And they're only found here in Ramo Mafana National Park. Like all lemurs, they're only found on Madagascar, correct? Well, that's true, yes. And like all lemurs are also probably endangered in some Mo- respect. Many right? are. Many Be- are. Because yes. of the loss of habitat on the island, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Hey, see, I know what I'm talking about, man. Also <laughs> joining us uh, from somewhere in the world, we have no idea where, is our friend Jake from the Mickey Mutineers podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Are, are you calling us from an exotic location? Uh, we just cruise around in a van. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Random places. Awesome. <laughs> free candy on the side. Nice. <laughs> Nice. All right. So the three of us are going to discuss in today's show all the news from Disney's Animal Kingdom, the rest of Walt Disney World. Then in our final segment, we're going to have a little bit of a rumor rewind, which apparently both Mike and Jake have done some research on this. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Mike, this is specifically for you. Before we begin, I wanted to address something from our last show. And okay. uh, it was very controversial. I received a lot of, uh, I received a lot of feedback on this. And I went Does that back to do with Frozen. Uh, no, and I went oh. back and listened to the show again, which I don't ever really do. And uh, I mean, after I'm after I'm done editing it, I don't really listen to it, and I'm hardly ever listening to what we're saying when I'm editing. I'm listening to the background music and that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> right, so I fair enough. <laughs> I listened to it again, and I realized what the problem was when we discussed. The, op- the the idea of edutainment, I hate that word, but that seems to be the Disney buzz phrase uh, at Epcot, and whether or not Disney's Animal Kingdom is now the leader in edutainment, and I, I realize that in my zeal to, to sort of raise the hair on your back a little bit and get you all pissed off, which I like to do, um, which people, it's not hard to do either. people must know this by now, that this is what I like to do with Mike, um, that I certainly overstated my point. To the point where I did make it sound like I was saying, uh, you know, uh, you know, that it was no longer a place where you can learn anything at all. Like as, as if I was saying nothing there anymore is that. And and I was doing that to a certain degree, but I thought that um, we understood that I was doing that just to kind of annoy you. Um, so. so I- I take it all 12 of our listeners uh, emailed you and, and told you that more than, education more, elements in Epcot? We, we have more than 12. But what we I do? wanted, yes, but what I wanted to say was this. Um, I don't believe that all of it's gone, and I think the best way for me to have rephrased that properly, if I were being serious, would have been to say that I believe the direction to continue edutainment at um, Epcot is over with, and that's n- nothing is being it's not no longer building on that uh anymore as as but 
Animal Kingdom is. And even in light of Avatar, we're having things like the nighttime safari, different animals coming in and all this kind of stuff. We're still building on that at Animal Kingdom. Uh, I think it's something that Joe Rohde couldn't live without. You know, he, he has to have that. Um, and I believe that that's kind of going away. It's no longer the, what they want Epcot to be in the future. Um, they're slowly but surely replacing the old with the new, and the new is not edutainment anymore. And um, that's kind of really more of my actual point. So anyway, I also wanted to uh, to just make mention of that because it did. I did misstate myself there in my zeal to make you annoyed, uh, which I did. I, I, I congratulate myself for that. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to mention before we begin the news that uh, on our Zazzle store, this this is another thing that people more people asked me about this than me trying to annoy you about Epcot, um, and it was the Warden Wilson Matua Air Rangers T-shirts which we sold about this time last year. They were a big hit. Uh, we sold out of them. It was a very limited run, and I thought just for a couple of weeks here, we would put them up on our Zazzle store. So if you are one that didn't get one of those and want one, go to Zazzle.com slash everyone, or you can just go to JomboEveryone.com, hit, hit the store icon, and you'll see them there. Um, you can actually buy them for a limited time through Zazzle. And then you, and with the Zazzle, you could change what you want and put any kind of shirt on that you want and that kind of stuff. So um, just a little little tip there for you for those who wanted that shirt again uh and finally let's begin our news okay um the that's, first that's a weird so you just said finally let's begin well uh, finally as if i've gotten rid of all of my my nonsensical stuff that i needed to start with um, all right. my non-news related things i needed to start with let's start mike with stinky costumes I know all about that. Uh, yes, apparently you do. Uh, the Orlando Sentinel reported that Disney has been forced to buy a, um, a federal arbitrator uh, in a like a job um, complaint to rehire a group of performers from the Festival of the Lion King who were fired last year for refusing to wear their costumes. They actually caused the uh, one of the showings of the show, one of the times of the show, to be canceled because mm-hmm. these guys wouldn't put their costumes on. They claimed it was because the costumes were unsanitary and smelled bad, which I think was really what they said. They considered them dirty. And, they're all sweaty and stuff. So. And, and Disney, in return, fired these guys. Yeah. <laughs> now this federal arbitrator says they're in violation of their collective bargaining agreement and has ordered them to reinstate them and awarded them back pay. <laughs> Yeah, good. D- Disney actually offered them a job, Mike, but not as performers. In this really? whole thing, yeah, can you believe that? Uh, why? I just hire them back for festival liking. How silly is that? Anyway, <laughs> God, the mouse at its best. Uh, let, <laughs> let's move. Lord, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> let's move on. For, first of all, uh, I I was just curious if either of you have ever had any problems with sneaky costumes. I told you I have problems with sticky costumes all the time. <laughs> Jake, so, uh, you have any of those in your van? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you got an entire closet full of sticky costumes. <laughs> Not necessarily ours, but uh, <clears throat> don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, I'm sorry. The final, again, final. There I am again. The final Expedition Everest Challenge will take place this weekend. We talked about this on episode 30 with KJ from uh, PlusToMagic.com. She told us all about what this is. Kind of a 5K scavenger hunt combination. Um, it's going to take place this Saturday. And we were told just a week or two ago by Run Disney that this is the final one. And, by the way, KJ Plus the Magic is doing this one. And uh, Mike has, or uh, either of you, have we heard of any replacement? I mean, is there no. any? No, nothing. No, they haven't said anything yet. Jake, I take it you're not a run Disney kind of person. You don't. No, that bur- that burns calories. I'm not, I'm not about that. That's not my jam. <laughs> now, I I've I've never done a run Disney event either, so uh, we haven't heard. Like I said, we haven't heard anything about this. But we will move on to the other kind of small story, which is that um, there. Well, these are two animal related stories. The first one is that there's lemurs. Speaking of lemurs, Mike, back on Discovery Island. Um, it's been quite some time since we saw them, but mm-hmm. apparently they're back. There's two different species, correct? Correct. There's the uh, ring-tailed, and I, what's the, I think the other one's the rough lemur, my memory serves Collared me. or something like that. I think it was oh, called collared. the collared lemur. That's yeah, correct. collared lemur. You're right. 
and you go to our website, johnboyeveryone.com, you'll see pictures of them. Um, our Cute int- little buggers. Yeah, our intrepid reporter, Scott Campbell, from the Dixie Landings radio podcast, went out and got some pictures for us. He also got pictures of something that I didn't know, and I wonder if you knew this, Mike, but apparently there are some pink-backed pelican chicks. I guess you call them a chick, right? Yes, you do, okay. and I did not know. That, were on, that are now on safari at Kilimanjaro. He just got back from his weekly, uh, w- recent uh, two-week trip, and uh, or whatever it is, and uh, he, uh, he he took a couple <laughs> pictures of these, and I never even knew it. He just sort of sent them along, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know they had them there. I didn't make any mention of those. Well, I knew they had pelicans there, but I didn't know they had chicks. Yeah, so if you're if you like to take pictures of, I see I see Jake is on uh, video chat, Mike, which you're not. And no, once no. you said I didn't know they had any chicks. He gave a very sort of cagey grin there. Mike, you're going to Disney World for all the wrong reasons. There's chicks everywhere, man. No, that, that's not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, a couple of a couple of things that ended up in the news as well, and I think they didn't mean to be. Um, in a small part of a large but kind of somewhat controversial article that was done by a guy named Austin Carr of FastCompany.com. Um, they, it was an article about kind of the Disney company at large, but within that, he spoke to Joe Rody, and one of the things Rody talked about was the My Magic Plus uh, integrating into the Avatar project. Now, if you mm-hmm. haven't read the whole article, it's actually a whole article about My Magic Plus and the f- Magic Bands and all that kind of stuff, and it's really kind of a fascinating article into uh, yeah, you know the the suit's reaction to this uh, and their spin. Yeah, and their spin, but also just he, he, he kind of, you know, opens the lid a little bit on what we thought was probably taking place anyway behind closed doors, which is mm-hmm. a lot of nervousness about it. Anyway, neither here nor there. He's the quote from the from the from the article is I ask where my magic plus will influence Avatar Land and Rody turns my attention to a model which is the size of three ping pong tables. He swirls his finger around a tiny section. This little spot is where My Magic Plus will be put to use in the, quote, most intensive interactive moments. Uh, and I asked, the guy then asked him, what about for the two big attractions? And Rody's response was, it'll be less so there. Um, he doesn't say what he means by most intensive or interactive moments. Right. But, but um, the, the point of it kind of was that here we are with a project that's going to take place well into the My Magic Plus uh, era and still... We're not integrating it much into the real big, um, you know, e-ticket attractions. So I just kind of wanted to throw that one out there and see what you guys think of that. Um, well, I mean, it's interesting that the Imagineers seem somewhat resistant to using the the the, the My Magic Plus stuff. Um, you know, Joe Rody was the only one that was actually quoted in the article, but there were others who, you know, basically gave their two cents worth about how, you know, they don't want to be pigeonholed into like using My Magic Plus. Um, you know, it, it, in other aspects of the company, didn't want to have anything to do with it either. And you get this whole sense of how the company itself is spinning it as if, you know, this is a positive and a success. When and you know they even going so far as to say that it wasn't delayed at all, although everybody knows that it was delayed several <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know that you know part of the reason that it came out as quickly as it did was the fact that they got rid of like seventy five percent of what they wanted to use it for, um, including you know there was a, an example of you know the talking Mickey Mouse in Main Street that you know will greet you and and actually will say your name at some point in time right has nothing to do with my magic plus apparently um that's some other way of doing it i don't know how i don't know what they do but um you know, it was an interesting article um, J- jake did you get a chance to read read that do you know what i'm talking about no i missed that article but i think you guys have summed it up pretty nicely i i having used the system i've i completely forgot that the plan was to put special things in the rides up until just now Right, like when you when you said it was going to be in this little area, I was like, "What? Why wouldn't it be?" Oh yeah, they were going to do that, but where is it now? Yeah, they haven't done any of it. They haven't yeah. done any nope. single thing of it. Yeah, oh. I totally forgot about that till just now. I was like, "This is just fast pass on your wrist." 
Whatever. Yeah, there was all sorts of uh, things going around about you're going to have your picture in and it's going to know from your wristband that you're there and you're Mm going to get special messages and all that. None of that's happened. Yep. None of that's happened. And it doesn't seem like it's going to happen in any big part in Avatar Land either, which is really the first big, big project being built in this era. And still... Here right, because the seven, seven Dwarves Mine Train was sort of built probably a little bit before it, or concurrently anyway, as they were developing My Magic Plus. Avatar is the first one that they really started construction of it after My Magic Plus was in the park. And, you know, the other interesting thing about it is Rhodey went on to explain kind of in the article about how he doesn't want to force this system on guests. Like, he's, he's, right. pract- he, he's pretty much quoted as saying that. Um, I, my, I wonder what the bean counters who propose this system think about such a quote, and and I it brings me back to what Jake was saying, which was, you know, we it seems like everybody has forgotten what this was supposed to be all about, right? You know? And you yep. got to remember, Imagineers are real in tune with theming and aesthetics, and the you know the Magic Band. How does that fit into? You know, Africa or, um, you know, what, Sunset Boulevard. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, that technology doesn't fit with the theming or, or anything of the sort with that kind of area. So it's it's hard to just sort of yeah. shoehorn it in. Right. The, yeah, the Imagineers, they're not the bean counters. They, That's not what's driving them. Like Mike said, they're going for theme and stuff. So they don't, they don't want to get pigeonholed into that. I, yeah. I assume I, I, it's just it's a, it's a must be quite the struggle there. Um, let me move on to the next bit of uh, news that was in an article by Ethan Alter on Yahoo Movies. Again, another it was an article kind of about Monkey Kingdom, the new film, the Disney Nature film out. Mm-hmm. And within that article, a, a gentleman by the name of Paul. Barry Bull, I guess is how you'd say his name, or Barry Bolt or something like that. He's a vice president of marketing for Walt Disney Studios. He said something that kind of, you know, the first kind of really cool cross-marketing, you know, to use the Disney word, synergy, um, (laughs) that's going to be used uh, at Disney's Animal (laughs) Kingdom, and that is the Disney nature footage will be part of the nighttime show for Rivers of Light, um, which is going to debut in the Animal Kingdom theme park in 2016. I wanted to mention just two things about this. One, that Synergy actually isn't a four-letter word all the time. It doesn't have to be, at least. And the other thing is that uh, this, Mike, you and I talked about when we first heard the Rivers of Light, we were hoping that a conservation message mm-hmm. was going to be part of that. And this seems to be, from a very high-up person in the studio, confirmation that that, in fact, is the case. Yes, that not only that, but isn't that the first time that Disney themselves used the year 2016 for Rivers of Light? Uh, you know, you're not the first person to ask me that question, I mean, and I can't answer that. I, I'm going to defer to you on that. I, I, don't, I don't remember anybody else ever saying 2016. I, mm, yeah, I mean, without going back and looking into the, you know, the, the quotes that they've had, I, I would agree that that's probably the case. It's been rumored that March 2016 is when it's going to be opening. I think WW Magic had that, but... Yeah, this is the first Disney person I think that said that. Yep, yep. You excited about this one, Jake? Uh, yeah. It's have Have you guys seen World of Color in no. California Adventure? Oh, no. see, I'm a West Coaster over here, but it's amazing. <laughs> so if if Rivers of Light is half of that, which is, sounds like it's going to be more, because they're going to have like boats and everything out there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm really excited for that. I'm just thinking about planning a trip just for that and now i'm glad to know that disney's saying 2016 world of color uses a lot of like water as screens and stuff like that sort of like what fantasmic uses right yeah yeah so and screens, i think that's what river fountains. light is kind of is isn't it that's what i've gathered so far i assume that's what it was not that's what the Good, Dave. Not not knowing the the Disneyland thing that he's referring to, um, yeah, uh, that's what I'm getting out of it too. Is the is sort of that the the Disneyland show, which was called the World of Color, you said, Jake, right? Yeah, World of Color. That that is sort of the next step beyond the technology brought in for Fantasmic. That's sort of the and then the Rivers of Light is going to be a, a next step beyond that of building on the same kind of idea, the same kind of technology. That's never that. YouTube cut World of Color, Dave. <sighs> Maybe a long time ago. 
Um, it doesn't cool. do it justice. No, I, yeah, that's the problem with shows like that. I mean, I remember YouTube in their version of um, of Fantasmic to see the differences because I know there are differences. I think I have seen the world. Of, that's the one that's a California Adventure, right? The World of Color. Yeah, yeah, I have I have seen it. I just don't remember the name. <laughs> and the, the technology behind it, it, it just makes sense for Animal Kingdom because mm-hmm. you know Animal Kingdom they can't have the fireworks because it'll scare the animals. Right. World of Color is a quiet show because it's all just water, yeah. and light. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense to put that in Animal Kingdom, and they'd be dumb not to expand on that technology. Well, I mean, even when after World of Color premiered at California Adventure, I remember there were rumors. Speaking of rumors, we'll talk about these later. But um, World of Color coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom, um, and so it does make sense. Cool, uh, Mike. The last thing I wanted to do before we take a break here is just um, you kind of mentioned in one tiny little sentence in a much bigger article you did about the nighttime safari. Well, uh, what do they do now? You, you, that uh, a rumor of an animal that may be added to that. Am I not mistaken? And not the hyenas? Oh, oh, the wild hunting dogs. Yeah, right. I have heard. And this is not as strong a rumor as we had for the hyenas, which you know obviously is is accurate. Um. But I've heard some birdies have told me that they may be adding other animals just for the nighttime version of the safari, and wild hunting dogs would be the one. Is is the the one I'm hearing anyway? And in the rest of that article, you you went on to sort of um, opine away about some of the other animals that could mm-hmm. be brought in there. It's a it was a, actually for those of you who are interested in this nighttime safari, it was a really good read. Um, there's a lot of possibilities, I think, to make a unique experience out of that night safari i sent you david a youtube video a couple of days ago did you get a chance to look at it you sent me a few this the singapore zoo which yeah. is a world-renowned zoo it's a you know very kind of state-of-the-art does a night safari there's a whole park dedicated to this night safari and it was just interesting to see how they did it and they do it with lights kind of, it almost looks like it's a very full moonlight as you're driving you know next to these exhibits cool um, so check it out. I mean, it, I think this is sort of where Disney's probably going to be going with the nighttime safaris, kind of this idea. So, so it was interesting to look at. Jake, we're talking about Rivers of Light. We're talking about nighttime safaris. We're talking about the new things coming. I'm curious as to your thoughts. Uh, I always like to get people on the record here, and I'm not going to let you get off the show without telling me what you think about Avatar. But uh, tell us about uh, your thoughts on these new things, including the Big Blue Men. Okay, when they first announced Avatar Land, my initial reaction was, what, why, no, no. I actually wrote into your show on the Avatar Land listener question episode, and that was my question, was why. I think I remember that. (laughs) One word, you answered it really nicely. But, because I'm not a fan of the movie, the movie was just, you know, baffled with, this is a child-friendly show, so I won't finish that. Baffled right. <laughs> <laughs> with BS. <laughs> and, like, the movie looked great. Yeah. It's beautiful. The plot, plot was horrible. Just garbage. And yeah. and the, the script was dreadful. Oh, it was, well, I think what made it worse was how Jim Cameron was like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever written. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> um, the script the, was dreadful. My God. Back to the drawing board, Cameron. So, <laughs> what I hope... Because now I've kind of accepted it. As long as the land looks really great like the movie did and they have big animals, be animatronic or whatever, it, it'd have to be animatronic, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm more accepting to it now. Let's leave movie plot out of it and just have it a, a visual spectacle. And I, I'm for it. I'm excited for it. Cool. And what about the other stuff? You already talked about Rivers of Light, but the, the Night Safari is the one that I think has the two of us really excited uh, yeah, what what has me most excited about that is the park's going to stay open later for that, right? Well, and for other things too, and I, I really like that. I and think I, I mean, it's a nighttime safari. You can't go wrong with that. And in a couple of years' time, it's going to be a whole different place. It really is. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I, I just don't. How are they going to do the nighttime safari? Are people going to have goggles? No, no, the absolutely, not. absolutely not. I think I think Ma- I think Mike is probably more correct. You're going to have you're going to have an entirely different set of animals. Maybe not entirely, but uh, right, Mike. You think there's going to be different be some. Se- separate be some. some new animals, nocturnal animals, and some sort of low level lighting that enables you to see. I, okay. I'm telling I'm telling you, Jake, oh, and any of the listeners out there, if you want to get an idea as to what I think it's going to be like. Google or go to YouTube and look up uh, night t- night safaris at the Singapore Zoo, 
and you'll I, you'll see what I think they're going to go for. Okay. And, it, and it's basically going to be lighting that makes it look like a, like a very bright moonlight, you know, in certain spots, and and you'll see animals like this one had tapers and tigers and hyenas, and it actually looks pretty cool. Mike, did you you, you tweet it? Did you tweet that link? No, I well, just sent it to you, Dave. Yeah, well, tweet the link. Right, and, uh, and if people want to see this, go to Mike's uh, uh, Twitter handle at at Jumbo Everyone. Uh, you'll have to scroll through endless amounts of postings about beer and such to that effect <laughs> to get to it. But I promise it'll be there. Uh, Michael, Michael, hopefully. I, I, <laughs> I, I did tweet a link about uh, about the Singapore Zoo. It was they did a? Uh, they also have this river safari, which is an Amazon river safari, and literally you're riding this boat and you see nothing. You see the sign, but as you go, because you go too fast, and that's exactly why I think Disney never did the the Asian River Safari. Because you literally go by, you see the sign for you know whatever guanaca or Brazilian tapers, and you go right past it. You don't see that. You don't see anything. <laughs> you just see like a big forest. It's like the old Discovery River boats, Mike. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's take a short break. Mike's going to have the world news when we come back on Radio Harambe. Jumbo Radio Harambe listeners, this is Jennifer Green of Destinations in Florida Travel, the official travel partner of Radio Harambe and JumboEveryone.com. If you're thinking of planning a Disney vacation or any vacation, please contact me at 443-424-0181 or use the conservation link on JumboEveryone.com. A portion of the proceeds from every package book goes right back to the conservation fund. We thank you for supporting Radio Harambe and JumboEveryone.com. Radio Harambe. It is time, as always, for the world news. And with that, Safari Mike. Mike, where are we going today in the world? Dave, today we're going to Mexico and Tokyo. But first, we're going to go to Hollywood Studios, where they are testing the pre-ordering of food and merchandise using the MyMagics Plus, the you know the mobile app. Uh, you'll be able to pre-order food at the Backlot Express. Or at least try to. Or try to. And during Fantasmic, you'll be able to pick up things like popcorn and hot dogs that you can get at the pre-show um, and pick it up there. Um, you, you'll be able to use your phone, obviously, to order it. You can actually be able to track when it's ready and all that kind of stuff. The testing is going to be for the Backlot Express from April 28th to May 4th, where at that point in time, guests will be able to order from the app and pick up the food at a counter. Or pick up a to-go bag for takeout. And then from May 5 to May 12, guests will be able to have an order ready for pickup in a bag or takeout. Or have the order actually delivered to a table. Fantasmic, the testing will be taking place between April 28 and May 12. And the Fantasmic one also includes uh, being able to purchase merchandise. I suspect it's the you know, the glow-in-the-dark stuff that you can buy for Fantasmic. Um, but that's coming. They're testing that out. And it's an interesting use of the My Magic uh, Plus app anyway. Jake, I zoned out a little bit there. Can you comment on that? <laughs> Gladly. That sounds awesome on paper. However, <laughs> yeah. okay, it makes sense at the Backlot Express. Order your food, walk to the restaurant. Hey, your food's ready. This is great. Is there really a rush for popcorn at Phantasmic? Like, <laughs> what about hot dogs? Same with... <laughs> Those are already ready. Already, that's a stupid I suppose. sentence. I, like, I love that sentence. <laughs> it's already ready. Already, <laughs> like what you're gonna do is instead of people standing in line to order popcorn, you're gonna have people standing in line to pick up their popcorn. It's gonna be the same people. Uh, I uh, suppose because I, 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 at Fantasmic, I could tell you that those food booths can get kind of crazy when you're sitting there waiting. I mean, I, I don't know if this will help at all. But I've never been to the food booths at Fantasmic, so I can't comment. Neither have I. I'll be honest with you. Neither have I. Breeze yeah, past you know, it. You have a, <laughs> yeah, you have a little kid. You're sitting down, you know, and uh, they say, Dad, can I have some popcorn? You're like, ugh. And you got to get up and go up to the... <laughs> nice. Not until the app is ready. Nice, Mike. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> What's next? I, don't know. I mean, this this is sort of what they're I think going for with the the, the uh, app. I mean, this could be relatively useful. All right, no, 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 hold on. This is not what they were going for with this with this project. <laughs> Believe me, this one of the ordering hot dogs, Mike, was not the reason why we put in no, no, a billion no. dollars into this. Project. No, 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 no. But w- one of the things that they said—that's a lot of hot was, dogs they have to make in order to in order to pay for all that. I'm sorry. Epcot is entertainment. Um, <laughs> one of the things they said Random. early on was that you know one of the hopeful things they wanted. One of the things they wanted was to be able to pre-order counter service stuff. I'm thinking more along the lines of what they're testing at the Backlot Express, um, so that you're you know walking around the park on your app. You know, it's 1130. You say to uh, mom and little Joey, you know, what do you guys want to eat? We're going to stop at Cosmic Rays in a half hour. You plug it in. And when you show up, it's ready. And then if you're there in things. And then if you're there in July, it'll say this will be ready at 548 p.m. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) there's probably a reason why they're testing this in late April, early May. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Hollywood Studios. At Hollywood Studios. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> well, Fantasmic is pretty much the only attraction that's currently open. So, all right, Dave, you ready to move to the next thing? Oh yes. One of my favorite bands in Epcot <laughs> is the Mariachi Cobra. It is. I love the Mariachi. You don't yeah. like the Mariachi? I guys? do. I do. I just didn't know you were a fan. Oh yes, they've been there since like 1962. I know they have. I, I think they were playing in Epcot 20 years before the park opened. I think they were. <laughs> and but now there's a trio, a Mexican marimba trio, which is playing on Mondays and Tuesdays, which are typically the days that I believe Mariachi Cobra had off. So there's now another band, and you can go on you know various uh, Disney websites and check them out. They, they sound great. It's it's kind of the authentic. You know, culturally significant music that I like, as opposed to the lumberjacks over in Canada, which we'll not get into. No, please, but... let's stop. <laughs> stop at the water's edge. But I do like it. I, I like this sort of direction. Cool. I do too. What? what what's next? There's not much to say on that one. No, there's not much. Sounds to say. great. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Until I see it and personally, I don't really like to. You know. Dave, it looks as though Disney Hollywood Studios is getting a new flex space theater on sunset boulevard in the space between rock and roller coaster and the tower of terror oh, this is backstage area that they used to use for like darts mall and stuff like that they're building a theater that they'll be able to use for flex space things for such what? as the frozen flex f-l-e-x okay, yeah well i know that's what the word is mike but that doesn't clear it up at all <laughs> what, what was when they mean? have like <laughs> When they do things, maybe something for Star Wars weekends. Okay. You know, they have people come in and they they have like the talk show kind of thing. You know, when they do the Frozen sing along, which is currently playing um, in the American or is going to be playing in the American Idol Experience Theater. They used to use the space over by Streets of America called the Premier Theater, and that's actually where I saw the Frozen sing along. And of course, the rumor has it that. This is going to go bye-bye when they start doing the Star Wars, you know, redo and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Hollywood Studios has a lot of these kind of special events that general public don't even see, like when they have high school bands and cheerleading competitions. So they need a theater space for that. Okay. You, you excited? <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait. I, I don't... <laughs> Again, we're, we, we, I, I, I seem to think that we're just like grasping at straws for the Hollywood studios sometimes. Like we're just praying for good news, and instead we get flex theaters. Yeah, hey, to, that's for, nonsense. For high I'm planning my trip right now. <laughs> <laughs> to see the new flex? Heck yeah. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> well, this just, just could be a step it. towards Star Wars land, you know, dude? It's what? not. Uh, well, I guess it could be, but it's, I, I doubt it is. But go ahead. What's next? Dave, again, free dining has been offered. And just like last year, there was very limited availability. And it crashed the website in a matter of moments. Um, really? You know, you can now get a free dining plan when you purchase a non-discounted six-night, seven-day Magic Your Way package. So that means you have to pay rack rate for the room and all that. Uh, for some of the hotels, like usually Port Orleans French Quarter, for example, is usually not included in that. 
you have to buy you, for the first time I think this year the the package had to be a park hopper or a water park and fun and more option. So you couldn't buy the basic six days, you know, or seven day pass, excuse me. Oh my goodness. The offer is only valid, by the way, for arrival dates between August 28th and October 2nd. And that's always been, that's always been the, the time frame though, right? Right. There's, and there's a couple of other limited ones, October 25 to 31st, November 8 to 19 and December 15 to 21. So if you arrive within those time periods, um, you could have gotten. Uh, they might be sold out by now because I know they went. They they very limited number of them. Um, these free dining things. Disney's getting to the point, I think, where they realize that they cannot get rid of free dining without causing a major Twitter, social media meltdown. People going crazy and and um, you know travel agents going bananas about it. So what they're doing is they're making it so limited, such a pain in the butt. To do oh, that's nice of them. <laughs> that, that, that for all intents, there's purposes, some there's some pixie dust for getting you. rid of it. They're trying to get rid. They they clearly don't want to have it anymore. They don't want to do it, but they figure the bad press of like if next year they never announce a free dining, that's great. Um, would just be too great. So they just make it so limited and such a pain, and you know, completely unsupported by their uh, software programs on their websites <laughs> that it just becomes too much of a hassle to do it. I'm going to save myself the heartache and let Jake uh, <laughs> comment on this. To be fair, I've things. never taken advantage of free dining, but go ahead, Jake. Well, neither have I, and I, I've only had kids for four years now, and back when I was really going to Disney World a lot, I did the math on it, and I was like, is this is this even a deal? Because you're paying rack rates. And for Correct. me and my wife... For me and my wife, it's like free dining versus rack rates. I'm not going to eat that much. So I, I I thought it was better to just go at a discount room rate season. But now yep. there's kids involved. And I don't I, I haven't done the math for the kids yet. Mike, have you done the math? Uh, you, you know, it works out. Um, I haven't done specifically the math. But I, I think it works out generally if you – certainly if you're in a value resort, um, you know, the the – you're not the discount you would get at a value resort is obviously because the best you can usually do is about 30 percent you know somewhere in the 20 to 30 percent off of a room right which is small in a value resort which is much smaller discount at a value resort than it would be for example at the yacht club right um and certainly if you are having a a group of four that you two uh you know two adults and like both of my kids would would count as quote-unquote adults for the for the food thing now um you know, I guess it. I don't know. It, 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 but at that point, if I'm staying at the All Star Music and I have four people in the room, it's probably a, a deal. If it's me and my wife staying at the yacht club, it's not going to be a deal. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. So, and somewhere in the middle is the break. Is the point? You know, the breaking point. Uh, also, but somewhere in there. Also, with anything to do with the with the food package, dining package, guys, at least in my opinion from the times I've looked at it, is that unless, you, like like Jake kind of alluded to before, unless you plan on stuffing your face, I mean, you're not getting you gotta you gotta bring that in. I mean, right, sure, you know, in order to factor it in, it's it's specific for each person. How much you plan on really eating? Uh, sure, you know, is that are you getting anything out of? You know, paying for things that you're not going to use, right? Right. Are you a steak and lobster kind of person or are you a pasta and chicken kind of person? Um, you know, you don't get appetizers. You don't get alcohol is not included, obviously, in the in the dining package. Um, uh, Jake seems like a steak and lobster kind of guy. I'm a turkey leg and churro kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that run Disney comment a little while ago? <laughs> I'm trying to gain calories here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Do we have anything else? We have one more thing, Dave. All right, go ahead. In the, the this seems to be a pattern, um, much like when Tokyo Disneyland got a very very cool Winnie the Pooh attraction, and the Magic Kingdom got a you know fairly lame Winnie the Pooh attraction. Right. Well, Disney World is getting, of course, the Maelstrom Frozen overlay, but Tokyo Disney Sea is getting a whole land dedicated to Arendelle. And it's, if you look at the concept art, it actually looks really cool. There's a little Norwegian village. 
there's a forest with some log cabins there's a river there's a you know a mountains and there is you know elsa's castle or uh, you know the castle from the movie there's a stave church there's going to be multiple attractions and restaurants and shops so it looks like we've talked about dave in the past like they should really just you know do frozen justice and build a whole little mini land they're actually doing that in tokyo disney sea okay why, you know, why do you we know? get hosed all the time? We always get hosed with this stuff. Just, I mean, we get like this lame, frozen meet and greet in uh, Epcot while Tokyo Disney Sea gets a what looks like a very immersive and you know kind of cool little land. Now, I I could be wrong about this, but I believe that the decision making process for for Tokyo Disney is not the same as it is here. That it's actually owned by an, a separate holding company. Well, they're partners. Yes. They're partners. Oriental, so, Oriental so, land company. Right. That's right. that's exactly what I'm thinking of. So the decision-making process tends to be a little different over there and seems to be a little bit more uh, mature, should I say, or uh, <laughs> um, uh, creative or something. Creative is a good word. But, uh, a Disney, word. If you look at it, it just looks like, you know. A Disney fans dream Tokyo Disney Sea. It's it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks like it looks like every park is themed to the point the Animal Kingdom is. It's almost like you know in Tokyo Disney Sea, Tokyo they say what's the best way to do Frozen, and in Florida they say well what's the easiest way to do Frozen or the quickest. Yeah, and the quickest and the well same thing, and 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 that's a world of difference. Yeah, yeah you big Frozen fan, Jake. Uh, yeah, that movie's fantastic. <laughs> well, why why are you snickering when you're saying that? I don't understand. No, I'm not being sarcastic. It just makes me laugh. I bought it for my four year old so I could watch it. <laughs> it's I actually a love good that movie. movie. Yeah, it's, it's a great good. movie. I mean, it's, not, it's not my favorite, but it's good. Cool. And you could definitely do and a great it, land on it for sure. Yeah, it's it's what. I really like movies, and I kind of judge movies by what they set out to be. And Frozen looks like the movie they set out to make, so they they yeah. did good. Cool. Never saw it. Uh, that's it, right, Mike? <laughs> Will. <laughs> that's it, right, Mike? I am going to get Colin is to a big Frozen fan. That's that's my that's my goal. That's fine. I got my kid into one. That's fine. <laughs> That's it, Dave. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do a rumor rewind on Radio Harambe. At the Jumbo Everyone store, you can purchase fun and stylish apparel and merchandise, all while helping save wildlife. At Radio Harambe and JumboEveryone.com, we are committed to doing everything we can to help our conservation partners who are on the ground working to keep endangered animals from extinction. So with every purchase made at the store, we will donate 50% of the profits to our partners. You'll find t-shirts, hats, iPad covers, tote bags, and much more. And all the items are customizable to fit your size, taste, and budget. We have great Jumbo Everyone logo merchandise, plus some really exciting animal designs featuring cheetahs, rhinos, gorillas, macaws, and zebras. Go to JumboEveryone.com and click the banner for the store and help us in our conservation efforts. Welcome back to Radio Harambe. Uh, for our feature section, this is another one of these times, folks, where I like to tell you a little story about how these things are decided. Um, Mike and I generally decide how we're, what we're going to do for a feature within about a day of when we actually record the show. Um, you know, Dave, before you start, I have like yes. a big long list. I have like a big list in my email of like different show topics. Yeah, which I, I, I think I never, you emailed to me. And I never even think to look at those. I know. And and. and <laughs> And neither do I. So, so uh, Mike hatched this idea, which I'm not really a hundred percent sure um, I know what it is. But he he seems to be very confident, and he seems to, in Jake, have found the just the man he wanted to uh, keep this uh, <laughs> rewind idea afloat and 
blossoming. So what we're going to do, Mike, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is we're going to go back to a year. You chose 2006. For a very specific reason, but okay. yes. You chose 2006. And look at the Animal Kingdom-related rumors that were hitting the Disney webosphere around, <laughs> uh, around that time. Correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. And 2006 was picked, Dave, because... Early in 2006, Expedition Everest opened. So there was a lot of, okay, what's the next thing that's going to come? You know what I'm saying? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Just like just like when I'm sure Avatar Land's about to open, I'm sure there'll be a lot of, okay, now what's the next thing that Disney's going to do here? Right. Okay. So, so with that in mind, why don't we discuss um, <laughs> some of the rumors um, I kind of wanted to dispense a little bit with some of the smaller ones before we get into the bigger ones that you're talking about there. Okay. Um, the first one that I was really kind of, uh, and, and, and we're also, obviously, you can see which ones have come true and which ones haven't and which ones the, the information was incorrect. Um, but a few of them have actually come true. I believe in 2007, this is where, or 2006, this is where we began the Tusker House character meal rumors. Mm-hmm. And they started doing it in 2007. That is true. Right, so so that was a uh, a that, that was in your notes, Jake. Yeah, that was the first thing on my notes too. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that was there, and also um, we were just about to open the Yak and Yeti, though I don't believe in 2006 we knew exactly what it was. Like we we knew there was another thing, another um, dining location coming and coming to that specific area. But I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, that we knew what it was yet, right? No, we knew it was in Asia, and there was a couple of different spots where they actually called it the Ying and Yak, was the rumored name for quite some time, which I found interesting. Um, I don't know if, Jake, if you have anything to add to this one. Well, yeah, I saw that they were calling it Ying and Yak, too, and I... I was thinking, did they change the name to Yak and Yeti? Because saying Ying and Yak sounds like you're having a stroke. <laughs> I'm gonna go into the Ying Yak. No, no, it's, it's an awful the, name. Isn't the Yak and Yeti like a an actual place somewhere? The Yak and Yeti is actually um, one of the more famous and historic um, hotels. In is it? I think it's in Kathmandu. Really? Yeah, it's a, and that's why when I first heard that name, that I was sort of I thought it was wrong because what? because I looked that up and knew that that's you know that that w- w- what Yak and Yeti was. If you plug mm-hmm. Yak and Yeti into your uh, <laughs> into your uh, <laughs> search engine back then, you came up with all these things from this famous hotel in Kathmandu, uh, and I believe that it. I don't think it was destroyed in the um, Nepalese. Uh, earthquake of recent, I believe it survived because um, I did look it up recently to see if it was still there. But yeah, it's a giant hotel. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a giant hotel in Kathmandu and a very old and and beautiful looking one as well. Yep. So that's where it came from, and it's uh, yeah, it's got like weird architecture. You look look it up, Yak and Yeti Kathmandu. You'll see what I mean. Um, the next one I wanted to kind of dispense with was. That this was also the beginning of the additional row of seats might be coming to the uh, <laughs> Kilimanjaro safaris, which actually ended up happening. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we talked about you know adding more. We've talked, Mike, you and I, in the past, certainly, especially when it comes to this Soren thing and the uh, Toy Story Mania thing about how the answer to lines is not adding more capacity to ride; it's adding more rides, it's mm-hmm. adding better attractions. This one in particular, though, is a small tweak that seemed to have worked uh, seamlessly. I mean, it's just plugged in. All of a sudden, there was, you know, whatever, 10, 15% more capacity in the ride. Yeah, I mean, this is the signature attraction of the Animal Kingdom. So, I mean, there, it's always going to be... I mean, I think it's even more signature than Expedition Everest or anything else, really. And so it's always going to be a driving force of, of uh, you know, people. So adding capacity, I think, was always going to be a good idea. Um, no matter how many rides they had. I just found out just now that they added those seats. I had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> See, I'm learning a lot from Radio Haram. <laughs> great. That's what we try to do. It's edutainment, Jake. It's edutainment. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I saw that rumor. I was like, 
Did they even do that? Apparently they did. I'm, I'm the idiot. They so, didn't do some of the other things they talked about, though, in that particular rumor. And this one came from WDW Radio, and that's script changes and, you know, a new airplane at the end of the ride. In fact, they just sort of got rid of the airplane at the end right, of the ride, really. Right. Yeah, but, I like that part of the rumor. Oh, a new airplane. Would they market that? <laughs> Would anyone notice, or is it going to be like me with the seats? Like, maybe they did get a new airplane. We don't know. Oh, wait. You just said <laughs> You could you could put it somewhere else. Well, you could tell from our intro and uh, exit music here that I'm a big fan of the old airplane, and I really kind of wish they would bring it back. But uh, I guess it's gone for good. Um, let me let me throw it over to you guys for the next rumor, um, Jake. Anything that really kind of uh, piqued your interest when you were compiling your notes? There was one particular one that I absolutely loved, specifically because it'll go over really well on this show. <laughs> Yeah. Does that have anything to do with Frozen? <laughs> no. No, but once I say it, you're going to be like, oh, right. The rumor of a rock man similar to Divine. Uh. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's Mike's rock- favorite. Yeah, that's uh. exactly what I was thinking. I was like, what could be cooler? Than-? And they kind of did with Bamboozle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it ended up. You're right. I mean, it ended up being not the Rock Man, but they did briefly try to, very uh, briefly, <laughs> very briefly try to expand on the Divine thing. Why? Well, 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 Jake, that's the question, right? I mean, of all the things that they had in the park that they could have added something to, right? That all the things they could have, all the ideas they had, they could have expanded. That that was a, a weird one to choose to even put any thought or time or money into, don't you think? <laughs> I feel like there was a brainstorm session and it was going for like a forty-eight hour marathon. Then finally, at the end, some some stoner kid in the back was just like, "How about a rock man? I don't know. I want to go home." <laughs> like, okay, rock it's like man. they don't it's don't they realize the, the appeal back. of Divine is sort of this middle-aged man sitting around looking at this, you know, Can we woman. Stop here? Can we please? <laughs> Don't they understand that? I don't understand how they they don't understand that. They don't understand that, Mike. Uh, so they put a rock man. Of course, that's well. They didn't actually do it, but no, they didn't uh, actually do it. But they did do a guy though, because that, right? That lasted all of four seconds. Yeah, that lasted a week or something like that. <laughs> Mike, did you have any rumors that you were uh, you were shocked to see or thought was amusing or anything like that? I thought that was amusing. Well, no, the rock man was the most amusing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But some of the bigger ones is interesting. You know, there's one from Screamscape, I think, <laughs> yes. where I know what you know, you're going to say. Uh, they talk about, and this is in you know March of 2006. You know, and this is sort of was my idea. You know, the, the Everest has just opened, and the, you know they might be expanding the hours. So guess, kids, what's coming? They're finally going to bring out Beastly Kingdom. Right. Uh, it, it just for whatever reason, every year or two. I think Avatar is finally going to kill the whole, you know, sooner or later they're going to build Beastly Kingdom rumor. But even, you know, eight years after the park opens, they're still talking, you know, Beastly Kingdom's right around the corner. And I, I find that kind of kind of humorous. It is the perpetual rumor, Beastly Kingdom in Australia. <laughs> yeah, right? I just feel like every year, same thing. <laughs> Pretty I, much. I, I, think, Pretty much. I think now, though, that's finally gone with Avatar. I mean, those those two things are obviously not happening in the next decade, right? Right. Well, Australia could still happen someday, but yeah, Beastly Kingdom's dead. It's never coming. Right. Didn't a lot of Beastly Kingdom end up over at Islands of Adventure? Yes. 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 Okay, well, that's there you go. Isn't that the nail in the coffin? Yes, pretty much. Years ago? Yep. I mean, uh, because some of the Imagineers ended up going to work over there, and that's why those ideas ended up at, at Islands of Adventure. Yeah, they sure. cut some costs and, and got rid of a few Imagineers, and they wound up getting gobbled up by Universal. I think is what happened, right? Yep, yep, yep. And I, I also think, Mike, when it comes to Australia, it's one of those things where I'm not sure. If, when I go back and look at rumors, right, when you look at different things, I mean, we see plans for Beastly Kingdom. It's a perpetual rumor, as Jake said, because, but that's because all of the plans and all of the things were out there for all to see, and everybody just assumes, boy, this is great, someday this is going to happen. Um, I never saw any plans or anything for Australia. I mean, that's just stuff that I think we all just assumed would be the next destination for a land kind of area. 
You know, I never did. You do you remember ever seeing anything concrete? Any plans? I mean, we all we've seen a, not in the animal kingdom, right? That's what I mean. I mean, it's yeah, Epcot, it, but not the animal kingdom, right? I mean, it's never it's 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 a perpetual rumor, but I think it's one that's always been sort of fabricated by the Disney webosphere, you know, and right. not, it, and even mice chat here. Do you want to get to that uh, rumor real quick? I, I mean, before we get into it, uh, sure. I, because and the other thing is, Mike, and you've pointed this out before on the show. People think, oh, well, it's just another zoo area, so we'll do Australia. Boy, they got really cute animals, and we'll put them in there. But it's not that simple. I mean, Australia is a difficult place to bring some of these animals in from. Um, and yes. so, and so, if they were gonna, if you, if they were going to just do another Asia where they can sprinkle in some animals, you know, they probably wouldn't do Australia because it's. It's a lot more challenging than to do like a North America or something. It would be, that a, it would be a heck of a lot easier to do North America or Amazon. Um, right. yeah, it's just a lot so. easier to get those animals. Australia, David, what you're referring to, I think, is all the quarantine laws. Um, there are no, as far as I know, platypuses, for example, in North America. There are only a handful of koalas in North America. There are, you know, there's a bunch of different kinds of mammals. I, I don't think there, there may be one zoo that has Tasmanian devils, for example. Although they're common in in zoos in Australia and New Zealand, just the quarantine laws prevent you from just bringing them over here willy nilly, um, as opposed to you know jaguars and tapirs and stuff from South America or bears and cougars from you know the the American Southwest or something like that. Um, yeah, it's just a lot more a lot more difficult to get them here. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the things that uh, that that people don't think about when they when it comes to Australia. Um, you know, it's it, we all we all think that the most difficult thing to be to get would be pandas, which I go on and on about all the time on the show. But that's a uh, different issue, though. That's it's a, a di- it's a different issue, and it's not a question of uh, there's a yeah. I mean, I actually think that for Disney and this position that they're in, certainly with the Chinese government, it would actually would probably be easier to add something like that and probably be just as well received than it would be to do Australia. So I, I don't think Australia is something that ever has really been on the radar at Disney at all. Um, I mean, it certainly lends itself well, but we talk about it all the time and I don't have any idea why. And, uh, and well, speaking the, of which, the Mike... The reason why <laughs> is, is easy, just because the, the ecosystem and the animals are so unique that people just automatically think it would be a fun land to have. Koala... I mean, after right. pandas, koalas may be the biggest draw for a zoo animal in the world. Um, people just love them. Uh, right. So if you've ever been to a zoo that had them, generally speaking, they just they look like balls of fur sleeping in the in a tree. They really are not very active at all. Right. But but people love them. I mean, plushes sell like crazy at places that have them. Kangaroos are loved by you know all, all sorts of people. You know, people just love those kinds of animals. Just just so because they're so unique. Um, so I think it would make a great land if they could do it, but it's it's a lot harder to do than you think. Now, speaking of this, t- talk about what you were you were just going to s- mention it as part of a rumor. Sure, sure. Um, there was one from Mice Chat here, and they showed this. This one actually had a picture of this sort of cleared land behind Expedition Everest, sort of working its way up t- towards Rafiki's Planet Watch. And, you know, the rumor was perhaps this is where, you know, they might build Australia and there would be a walking path connecting it to Rafiki's Planet Watch because, you know, I guess one of the things people think is, you know, maybe getting a, a be able to walk to Rafiki's Planet Watch might actually increase traffic there. Um, but it, as it turns out, it really was just clearing space for various things. It's still there, actually. Just Yeah, I just looked it up right now on my phone and that land is still cleared. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> right now it's, it's still like you know timber and you know whatever it's just sort of lying around over there and and, it's, it's, good. and that's a great example of what i'm talking about it's like here we see land being cleared and for some reason the the commentary on the animal kingdom on the webosphere even even i think this was kevin yee who is it was. who is a published guy who obviously is connected with Disney and certain even he just throws out Australia like this might be what's going in there but when there's no basis behind that you know there's no reason to believe Australia would have been something that would be put in there there's no reason for any of this it's all you know it's all just thrown out there <laughs> And it, it, you see it constantly. It's, it's hilarious. Um, am I missing anything here in your notes, Jake? 
Uh, yeah, there was one more that I found that was just outlandish and ridiculous. It was uh, putting, I think, where Avatar Land is going. Can't uh, make it. Re- yep, yep. Yeah, a, a re- rec- recreation of Grizzly Peak from California Adventure. Okay, for those of us who are only East Coasters, what is Grizzly Peak? <laughs> uh, okay, you know Cali River Rapids? Yes. Throw a mountain in the middle of that. You got Grizzly <laughs> Peak. <laughs> and make it a little bit longer, too, right? Oh, yeah, Grizzly Peak's fantastic. It's really long. But it wouldn't make sense because like, I don't even know why that was a rumor. There's already a river raft ride there. But <laughs> it doesn't make from, any sense. From the outside, it, like from the parking lot, you're going to have Everest on the right and then a tree in the middle and then a Grizzly Peak on the left. And that might look pretty cool. But other than that, that was, that was a ridiculous rumor. This was, was actu- this was actually Jim Hill. Who, yeah, in the unofficial guide. Who were purporting the unofficial guide that's that uh, that a um, rather than a land going into Camp Mini Mickey, that an attraction would go into that space, which makes sense because if you figure if, if 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 Jim Hill doesn't know exactly how much space is there, if you think about the space being used only for Camp Mini Mickey, it was a small space. You can see it being just an attraction, right? Um, but he thought it would be this grisly thing that Jake mentioned but or just like any grizzly ride of any kind because boy grizzlies are great like that's really all he said in this thing <laughs> yeah, what's Jim Hill's batting average on rumors oh Mike um, actually I got this from an article I think from the Disney blog where he calculated all of his rumors it was less than 30% if my memory serves <laughs> that's amazing to me your you batting average is much higher than that Mike that's true but I, I, I I want to defend Jim Hill here for a moment, if I can. Yeah. I was used to be in the camp of if Jim Phil Hill said it, I don't believe it. <laughs> and he just makes up he makes up eighty percent of the things he heard. And then I heard a podcast. Um, I forget which one it was, where he was a guest on, and he said, and I actually heard this after it actually happened, but it was recorded before. Like it, it, I just went back and like downloaded like a, a five month old podcast. And he said something on the lines of, you know, I've been hearing rumblings. And this is the person, the only person I've ever heard say this before it actually happened. But, you know, there's a possibility that Disney might be buying out Star Wars and Lucas and might, and might own Star Wars in, in, in the next couple of years. It turns out they actually bought it like two months later. But he was the only one that, that had that. So even though I do recognize that his batting average on these is about a buck, you know, 270 batting average, you know, he, um, just that the that the fact that he had that gives me a little pause to say Jim Hill's totally making stuff up. Wait a minute. <laughs> we can change it to mostly making things. Up. <laughs> I'm well, fine with that. Well, in the same article that I read about the um, Grizzly River Run, he also uh, accurately predicted a Finding Nemo show. Yes, I was going to say that as well. I. That was like the biggest thing I read in the rumors that happened. Yeah. 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 He, he, he did have that, yeah, over Tarzan Rocks. He, Tarzan Rocks was leaving, and he accurately, accurately predicted the Finding Nemo was going to debut there by the fall of 2006, and it did. Yeah. Towards the fun, end of 2006, it came out. Fun story. I, I remember when that rumor came out. I was like, what? No. Finding Nemo's not even a musical. It doesn't even have songs. That'll never happen. Oh, egg on my face. <laughs> good thing I run a Disney podcast, too, because I'm not good at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so did, am I missing anything, guys, or do we have them all? I think we have all the ones I found. It seems like that um, basically what it comes down to is the little rumors generally you can believe. That when somebody bothers to uh, to write something like there's going to be a uh, you know uh, a row of seats or a character meal or something like that, that the chances are probably 50-50 that, that that's going to turn out to be right. But if somebody starts talking about something that sounds too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. <laughs> you like mean Rockman was too good? Lasting forever. To... <laughs> you trying to say, Dave, that Rockman was too good to be true? No, I, I'm saying if you look at our rumors, right? We had Australia, we had uh, uh, Beastly Kingdom, we had uh, Grizzly River runs. Those were all wrong, but of the little ones we had, it was about fifty-fifty. And Yak and Yeti, I'm I'm considering that to be a success because they got what was it? What was the name going to be again, Jake? 
Y- the yin and yak. Oh, yin and yak. Yin and yak. <laughs> Yeah. He got yak right, so I mean that's that's not bad. <laughs> the name right? itself, you got fifty percent right. So. You got fifty percent on the on the name, right? So Dave's onto it. It's not it's not so bad. So guys, any uh, closing thoughts before we go here on the two thousand and six rumors? The only thing I would say it's it's when I was looking through these things, it was amazing. But every if we do another year of this, Dave, like if we pick another year before like two thousand ten. Guaranteed, we're finding a Beastly Kingdom rumor somewhere in there. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. well, Jake, <laughs> get your notes ready. <laughs> I'm on it right now. I'll, I'll just start the rumors. <laughs> in three years from now, when you guys do this episode again, be like, okay, in 2015. The Mickey Mutineers said that Beast of the Kingdom was coming. <laughs> What's the, what, Despite Avatar Land being there. When you were doing this research, what stood out for you? Any anything uh anything make you make you laugh about it or Well, besides Rockman, I thought that was a real winner. <laughs> no, what what I realized was you know, for one year of rumors, that's a lot of rumors. Is that for one park, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a hell of a year. I mean, yeah, but I think a lot of the years are like this because most of these most of these rumors are you know whatever are Rockman like. I just don't know what they would have done with Rockman. Are they getting like a thing you know from the Fantastic Four? Is that what we're going to get? Did you see the Noah movie? It's <laughs> <laughs> giant rock monsters, poorly animated. It would have been awesome. I didn't see the Noah movie. <laughs> I half wish they would have done Rockman just so I could see it and go, oh no. <laughs> That's kind of what we did with V the Velociraptor a few months back. Oh, remember that? That was that got a cup of coffee too. Remember that? I forgot. It. You can't follow up Lucky with that. That was ridiculous. That was pretty poor. That was pretty poor. Yeah, Lucky's got to come back. All right, guys, that'll do it for the show. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. All those, all those kind of things I say every week. Uh, go to JohnBoyEveryone.com to find our Warden Wilson Matua's Air Rangers t-shirts. They are back for a limited time on our Zazzle store. They are our most popular uh, t-shirt design yet. We get asked about it all the time. So if you did want one of those and you didn't get a chance the last time it came out, you could find it on the Zazzle store. And of course, on Zazzle, you can do anything you want with it. Put it on all sorts of t-shirts and colors and stuff. All of the profits we make go towards our conservation partners. Go to our website, hit conservation. You'll see what I mean by that. Um, don't forget to uh, join us on Twitter. Mike is at Jumbo Everyone. I'm at Radio Harambe. And you, sir, where can we find you, Jake? At Mickey Mutineers or MickeyMutineers.com. And explain to us what Mickey Mutineers is for those who don't know. Give us a little <laughs> commercial, a little infomercial, 15 second infomercial on the Mickey Mutineers. <laughs> chaos. <laughs> Disney we do chaos. Not take, we, yeah, chaos, anatomy jokes, all under the umbrella of Disney. <laughs> Mike's so, been on it. He and made anatomy it. jokes. Should, should, <laughs> it's true. Should we nope. tell should we tell the kitties not to download? Yes. Do not let the kids listen, do not let the adults listen, just nobody listen. It has an explicit <laughs> rating for a reason. We <laughs> have fun. All we do try to do is make each other laugh. And if the listener laughs in the process, hey, we've done our job. And it, are, oh, are, Dave, are, I could tell you one one thing though. I I think like this the, might have been the second time I was on. Um, about halfway through the show, I had just mentioned that my, my wife, Brooke, was sitting next to me during the whole time, and I think all of the guys were just mortified. <laughs> there was a lot of this. <gasps> <laughs> you did what? <laughs> uh, now, can they find you on Twitter, Jake? Yeah, at Mickey Mutineers. Just Excellent. If you Google Mickey Mutineers, we're the only thing that comes up on every on <laughs> Facebook. Very cool. Put us at all costs. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for doing research and making notes. Oh, yeah, it was more than I do on my show. It's fantastic. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Cool. So for Safari Mike and for Jake from the Mickey Mutineers, I am Dave McBride, Quaharini. Go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. (laughs) 